Happy Hanukkah, everyone, on this fourth day of the Festival of Lights. And I'm going to uh, read now from 1 Maccabees, chapter 7 and 8. In the 151st year, Demetrius and Seleucus set out from Rome, sailed with a few men to a town by the sea, and there began to reign. As he was entering the royal palace of his ancestors, the army seized Antiochus and Lysias to bring them to him. But when this act became known to him, he said, Do not let me see their faces. So the army killed them, and Demetrius took his seat on the throne of his kingdom. Then there came to him all the renegades and godless men of Israel, they were led by Alchemus, who wanted to be high priest. They brought to the king this accusation against the people. Yehuda and his brothers have destroyed all your friends and have driven us out of our land. Now then, send a man whom you trust. Let him go and see all the ruin that Yehuda has brought on us and on the land of the king, and let him punish them and all who help them. So the king chose Bacchides, one of the king's friends, governor of the province beyond the river. He was a great man in the kingdom and was faithful to the king. He sent him, and with him he sent the ungodly Alchemus, whom he made high priest, and he commanded him to take vengeance on the Israelites. So they marched away and came with a large force into the land of Yehuda, and he sent messengers to Yehuda and his brothers with peaceable but treacherous words. But they paid no attention to their words, for they saw that they had come with a large force. Then a group of scribes appeared in a body before Alchemus and Bacchides to ask for the just terms. The Hasidians were for, first among the Israelites to seek peace from them, for they said, A priest of the line of Aaron has come with the army, and he will not harm us. Alchemus spoke peaceable words to them and swore this oath to them. We will not seek to injure you or your friends. So they trusted him. But he seized sixty of them and killed them in one day, in accordance with the word that was written. The flesh of your faithful ones and their blood they poured out all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. Then the fear and dread of them fell on all the people, for they said, There is no truth or justice in them, for they have violated the agreement and the oath that they swore. Then Bacchides withdrew from Jerusalem and encamped in Beth Zait. And he sent and seized many of the men who had deserted to him and some of the people and killed them and threw them into a great pit. He placed Alchemus in charge of the country and left with him a force to help him. Then Bacchides went back to the king. Alchemus struggled to maintain his high priesthood, and all who were troubling their people joined him. 
They gained control of the land of Judah and did great damage in Israel. And Yehuda saw all the wrongs that Alchemist and those with him had done among the Israelites. It was more than the Gentiles had done. So Yehuda went out into all the surrounding parts of Judea, taking vengeance on those who had deserted and prevented those in the city from going out into the country. When Alchemist saw that Yehuda and those with him had grown strong and realized that he could not withstand them, he returned to the king and brought malicious charges against them. Then the king sent Nicanor, one of the honored princes, who hated and detested Israel, and he commanded him to destroy the people. So Nicanor came to Jerusalem with a large force and treacherously sent to Yehuda and his brothers this peaceable message. Let there be no fighting between you and me. I shall come with a few men to see your face, you face to face in peace. So he came to Yehuda, and they greeted one another peaceably. But the enemy were preparing to kidnap Yehuda. It became known to Yehuda that Nicanor had come to him with treacherous intent, and he was afraid of him, and he would not meet with him again. When Nicanor learned that his plan had been disclosed, he went out to meet Yehuda in battle near Kafar Salama. About 500 of the army of Nicanor fell, and the rest fled into the city of David. After these events, Nicanor went up to Mount Sion. Some of the priests from the sanctuary and some of the elders of the people came out to greet him peaceably and to show him the burnt offering that was being offered for the king. But he mocked them and derided them and defiled them and spoke arrogantly, and in anger he swore this oath. Unless Yehuda and his army are delivered into my hands this time, then, if I return safely, I will burn up this house. And he went out in great anger. At this the priests went in and stood before the altar and the temple. They wept and said, You chose this house to be called by your name, and to be for your people a house of prayer and supplication. Take vengeance on this man and on his army. And let them fall by the sword. Remember their blasphemies and let them live no longer. Now Nicanor went out from Jerusalem and encamped in Bethoron, and the Syrian army joined him. Yehuda encamped in Adassa with three thousand men. Then Yehuda prayed and said, When the messengers from the king spoke blasphemy, your angel went out and struck down 185,000 of the Assyrians. So also crush this army before us today. Let the rest learn that Nicanor has spoken wickedly against the sanctuary and judge him according to his wickedness. So the armies met in battle on the 13th day of the month of Adar. The army of Nicanor was crushed, and he himself was the first to fall in the battle. When his army saw that Nicanor had fallen, they threw down their arms and fled. 
the Jews pursued them a day's journey from Adassah as far as Gazara, and as they followed, they kept sounding the battle call on the trumpets. People came out of all the surrounding villages of Judea, and they outflanked the enemy and drove them back to their pursuers, so that they all fell by the sword. Not even one of them was left. Then the Jews seized the spoils and the plunder. They cut off Nicanor's head and the right hand that he had so arrogantly stretched out, and brought them and displayed them just outside Jerusalem. The people rejoiced greatly and celebrated that day as a day of great gladness. They decreed that this day should be celebrated each year on the thirteenth day of Adar. So the land of Judah had rest for a few days. Chapter 8 Now Yehuda heard of the fame of the Romans, that they were very strong and were well disposed toward all who made an alliance with them, that they pledged friendship to those who came to them, and that they were very strong. He had been told of their wars and of the brave deeds that they were doing among the Gauls, how they had defeated them and forced them to pay tribute, and what they had done in the land of Spain to get control of the silver and gold mines there and how they had gained control of the whole region by their planning and patience, even though the place was far distant from them. They also subdued the kings who came against them from the ends of the earth, until they crushed them and inflicted great disaster on them. The rest paid them tribute every year. They had crushed in battle and conquered Philip and King Perseus of the Macedonians, and the others who rose up against them. They also had defeated Antiochus the Great, king of Asia, who went to fight against them with 120 elephants and with cavalry and chariots and a very large army. He was crushed by them. They took him alive and decreed that he and those who would reign after him should pay a heavy tribute and give hostages and surrender some of their best provinces, the countries of India, Media, and Lydia. These they took from him and gave to King Eumenes. The Greeks planned to come and destroy them, but this became known to them, and they sent a general against the Greeks and attacked them. Many of them were wounded and fell, and the Romans took captive their wives and children. They plundered them, conquered the land, tore down their strongholds, and enslaved them to this day. The remaining kingdoms and islands, as many as ever opposed them, they destroyed and enslaved. But with their friends and those who rely on them, they have kept friendship. They have subdued kings far and near, and as many as have heard of their fame have feared them. Those whom they wish to help and to make kings, they make kings, and those whom they wish to depose, and they have been greatly exalted. Yet for all this not one of them has put on a crown or worn purple as a mark of pride, but they have built for themselves a senate chamber, 
and every day 320 senators constantly deliberate concerning the people to govern them well. They trust one man each year to rule over them and to control all their land. They all heed the one man, and there is no envy or jealousy among them. So Yehuda chose Eupolemus, son of John, son of Akos, and Jason, son of Elazar, and sent them to Rome to establish friendship and alliance and to free themselves from the yoke, for they saw that the kingdom of the Greeks was enslaving Israel completely. They went to Rome a very long journey, and they entreated the Senate chamber and spoke as follows. Yehuda, who is also called Maccabi, and his brothers and the people of the Jews, have sent us to you to establish alliance and peace with you, so that we may be enrolled as your allies and friends. The proposal pleased them, and this is a copy of the letter that they wrote in reply on bronze tablets and sent to Jerusalem to remain with them there as a memorial of peace and alliance. May all go well with the Romans and with the nation of the Jews at sea and on land forever. And may sword and enemy be far from them. If war comes first to Rome or to any of their allies in all their dominion, the nation of the Jews shall act as their allies wholeheartedly, as the occasion may indicate to them. To the enemy that makes war, they shall not give or supply grain, arms, money, or ships, just as Rome has decided and they shall keep their obligations without receiving any return. In the same way, if war comes first to the nation of the Jews, the Romans shall willingly act as their allies, as the occasion may indicate to them. And to their enemies there shall not be given grain, arms, money or ships, just as Rome has decided. And they shall keep these obligations and do so without deceit. Thus, on these terms, the Romans make a treaty with the Jewish people. If after these terms are in effect, both parties shall determine to add or delete anything, they shall do so at their discretion. And any addition or deletion that they make may make shall be valid." Concerning the wrongs that King Demetrius is doing to them, we have written to him as follows. Why have you made your yoke heavy on our friends and allies, the Jews? If now they appeal again for help against you, we will defend them their rights and fight you on sea and on land. This concludes the reading for this, the fourth day of Hanukkah. We wish you a very happy Hanukkah. Shalom.